0: Yeah. Right. Smart man. You're one of them smarties. Okay. So I guess now, now we'll officially start, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now the all right, all right. episode's so, officially begun. Hello.
1: Hello. So this is, this is episode number three now. That's right. Yeah. Of Plausible Deniability
0: AMX. AMX. AMX.
1: Very important. Plausible right,
0: Deniability right. AMX.
1: Yeah, so what's what's our listenership looking like so far? I assume uh, it's
0: high. It's extremely high. I think we had <laughs> 5 million downloads Ooh. last hour. Um, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. I mean, it's it's sort of unprecedented. I've never seen anything like this. So, <laughs> so, so
1: we're I pretty like the much idea of saying that really calmly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It kind of wasn't really expecting it.
0: Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting it. I don't know if you were. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, we're very popular, and um, yeah. So anyway, we will, no, I did. Obviously, they're low. I, they're low. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, wait, uh, wait. So, so we got our YouTube up. We got yeah, we it's got on. It's YouTube on all up. the main platforms, right? It's on. So uh, it's
0: not on Apple yet because, and uh, what? Yeah, maybe you could look at this because it's like I I haven't had time to sort of look into. It I'm, says, yeah, I
1: might be able to do it.
0: The Apple account's not activated, and I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it Man, enough. Man,
1: the, the <laughs> way that account stuff works so now yeah. is so annoying because everything's all secure. Like, back when it used to just be <laughs> username, password, and so, everything, and there was no yeah. two-step bullshit and right, your phone right. and all that, I hate mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is the problem is the two-step, even if you use it, it's going to, even if you log in, it's going right. anyway, I don't know how exciting this is but I might I
1: might be able to do it through my Apple my Apple podcast account just add it um yeah maybe I think I think I can as long as I have the RSS
0: oh yeah if you can do that that would then that would be even better yeah because the other
1: thing is I want to add it to the the value for value um
0: okay although uh, well again I I don't (laughs) wait what I I I just don't know how much of this we should, it matters that I guess, it doesn't matter that we discuss it on the thing, but I guess it doesn't I don't know. But I'm just saying this is, if whether it's good to get into the weeds like this. But oh, I was just I gonna wouldn't say, cut it out too. Yeah, that's true. But we, we already just leave it at we started. have five
1: million uh, downloads per minute. That's true. Per minute.
0: Uh, that's true. For a minute uh it's quite the rate but anyway yeah no uh okay we'll, we'll talk about it later but yeah um but yeah so we we don't have apple that's sort of the conclusion of that <laughs> but right, you know we got who, spotify who, we got youtube where we, we can got, see you playing games yes crusader stronghold crusader nice two two oh good second yeah nice. yeah second one second one, second one is right. the best i mean <laughs> yeah yeah
1: all right, so before before we get into it, was there anything else we wanted to talk about today, any announcements, any Uh,
0: not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah. nothing. Do you okay. have anything? Is there some, I I don't know. I got shows. Uh, but that's oh, yeah. Of, Do you want to plug anything? I mean, thing. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <Plugged>. <laughs> I, I don't know. I
0: mean, nobody listens. I mean, five million people
1: listen. Right, right, but, right. But that's not that many people. <laughs>
0: but that's not that many people. I mean, you couldn't fit <laughs> yeah, that in one. one there's tw- a lot
1: more people than that out
0: there. Yeah, yeah. You can't fit that in a club. Um, so yeah, no, I don't know. Do you want to, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we can do it later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, cool. Um, yeah, no, Semmelweis,
1: man. Semmelweis, what'd you think? I was honestly a little confused about this history cause it feels mm. like I've heard other things, especially about the hand washing and. What do you mean uh, you've
0: heard other things? What do you mean by that?
1: Like I thought that I thought that hand washing was actually slightly older and I thought that somebody else had been involved in it. I don't know. Um Well
0: Lister is the guy that right. we sort of and he's a generation after
1: him. Right. He was right. a Scottish surgeon. Oh for your gums. Right. Listerine yeah. exactly. Um That's really silly that they called it that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean I'm sure it's like, you know, you can probably find this stuff going into like ancient China well actually that that's, why, like that that's
1: why that's why i I brought the Torah because I remember yeah. when I was reading it a few years ago there's stuff in there about um, sanit, sanitizing sort of right. it? not they don 't call it sanitizing, but it 's an ancient way of describing if somebody has infections what you 're supposed to do with their clothes and quarantining them and all sorts of things like that so the idea of disease being communicable right. is is old i mean well which it, makes sense well and it's i sort think sort of an that, easy observation to make in a way
0: well and and yeah no it's old and i think but yeah and and your point i mean you were saying the torah so oh great granted that's obviously the old testament but right uh, i think this is why the jews fared better than europeans in the black death for instance though is because sure. they had this sort of concept though though maybe not as well defined as later They did have a general idea about, you know.
1: I mean, the way that they say to deal with this stuff in the Torah is kind of goofy, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, because there's probably going to be tradition and and procedures and and things. Because this is the thing, though, and and this is the point. So Semmelweis, I guess, as a brief background, just to do a very quick summary, uh, Hungarian uh, physician born, like, early 19th century, 1818 or something like that. doesn't matter i was gonna look it up and then i was like yeah it doesn't matter what am i doing
1: uh, probably the early 1800s because i think 1844 was his his big he, breakthrough right
0: 47 and yes okay yes. sure
1: yeah but but yeah So exactly. how old would he have been at that time probably in his tw- late 20s 30s late, exactly yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah so and he died when he was like 47 so yeah 1818 mm-hmm. 18, i got it yeah i was just uh i had read it earlier and i just was yeah, I was just, you know, showing
1: off. That's do you remember when Beethoven died? <laughs> 1827? I thought it was 23. Could be 27. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no, it does. I don't know What's why that? it just made me think of Beethoven. No, you're right. Those it's early a-
0: 1800s. Dude, I was right, 1827. Dude, oh, yeah. I'm really... I have weird weirdness with dates. I don't know. That's not true, though. I, but, yeah, I do remember, though. Yeah, they they really uh, harp that because that was sort of when they said the beginning of the Romantic right, period right. right? started. Yeah, he's that crossover. He's that crossover. Or was that, or was that, maybe I'm getting that mixed up with Bach's. This is a tangent, but maybe I'm getting that, because Bach is the one where they like, really use his death as a delineation yes. between periods. 1750. Yeah, exactly. Um, eight in 1885, or 1685. Oh. <laughs>
1: anyway <laughs> let's just keep doing this I yeah like let's
0: say uh, 1885 back to the future <laughs> okay all right back to the past okay how, so yeah Vice. Sem- how autistic are you yeah, the I, I, is amazing, dude, dude. it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs>
1: what um, what 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 is the date that we moved in together in college
0: uh it, uh, like, 28th, uh it would have been like 28th it would have been like about 14th. 4 15 p.m. no because move in was always the 14th and because the term okay. started like the eight, move out was like the 16th sure august uh, something like this i think it was like that something like that anyway yeah so <laughs> it would have been like great. whatever 2012 august 2012 14th <laughs> sure <laughs> august 14 right. 2012 okay but anyway uh now forever in history um as the beginning of a long-term romance, dalliance, if you will. Okay, <laughs> I guess is that is long-term. I think that's already. I think a yeah, dalliance a is funny. just a. It's a yeah. It's, it's 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 by definition short. I think. But anyway, okay. I don't know. Is that true? <laughs> I don't. Know. Okay, so Semmelweis. Semmelweis. Semmelweis um Oh, Well, it's casual, brief. Yeah, brief or casual. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We have a very long-term casual relationship.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Semmelweis, uh, Hungarian, um, but uh, was an obstetrician in Mm -hmm. Vienna, and uh, at least that's where he was trained. And he basically had this theory that predated, as we were saying before, uh, Lister, and not only Lister, but Pasteur, who's the scientist who is known with for germ theory, who really mm-hmm. sort of proved scientifically that bacteria and microbe, microbes exist and are a life right. form, um, mm-hmm. and sort of supplanted uh, the terrain theory, which was that, you know, uh, thing, diseases occur from when the body itself, just something happens with the body itself, rather than an, an exterior thing right, causing right. The, uh, the issue. Um, Like an imbalance versus an exterior thing Mm -hmm. causing the issue. So anyway, um, so Pasteur and then Koch was another guy that came later. And all of these came after uh, Semmelweis, who in like 1847, as we said, was doing a bunch of studies um, or he was just delivering a bunch of babies in a maternity ward. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. This was in, wild. In uh, Vienna. Dude, they were and, killing a lot of ladies. And, yeah, exactly. And so there was two divisions. One was basically by, uh, by doctors. The mm-hmm. deliveries were done by doctors. And the other was midwives. And the one done by doctors, was you had tons of deaths. And the one right. by midwives, you had none. And, of course, they had all sorts of theories for why this was. And also the numbers weren't quite... Uh, anyway, there's a bunch of Details that don't really matter, but the point is that they sort of ascribed to other things like seasonal changes, and nobody thought that, oh, well, the doctors and, and medical students who are delivering uh, the babies in this one right. place are actually also doing autopsies. Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe that's it. And so Semmelweis, who was at the time kind of a young faculty and, you know, uh, not super, I mean, he just doesn't have good tact and eventually goes insane. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, but he, uh, notices this trend though. And he's like, oh, maybe we should try washing our hands essentially. And, uh, does a series of experiments and shows that this works. Uh, but nobody really believes him because, uh, of his tact. And also he never published anything. And there was still this old guard that had been doing things a certain Mm -hmm. way. And his, he was basically saying, that they were willfully killing people in some right. sense by by, yeah. uh, or not willfully, but uh, you know they were killing people, and now that they had sort of discovered it, they were willfully mm-hmm. killing. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, that they they were to blame in a sense because they were not washing their hands. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah. So long story short, though, he ends up getting banished from Vienna. In well, he leaves. He uh, he is a self banishing, but then. Uh, he sort of gets kicked out of his position by one of the bigwigs at the faculty, right. or at the at the Vienna Medical School, and then get and then decides to leave, goes back to Hungary, Pest, to be specific, which I guess that must be where Budapest came from, but the university yeah, was Buddha called Pest. Pest. yeah, exactly, yeah. They were, yeah, because they were saying there was a society called the Pest Buddha Society. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. That's the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> um, but Anyway, so he went back there and sort of taught. and. Uh, it, but the weird thing about him, and this is, I guess, well, there's a few weird there's things about him, but he never published. And so right. that was one sort of recurring theme is that he he actually had a lot of support from his friends, from his right. younger friends. Mm-hmm. and. If he had just published, he maybe could have sold his case a little bit better and also been a little bit more tactful. I think he mm-hmm. it just, you know, they didn't go into the details, but it just sounds like he isn't wasn't the easiest person to deal with. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's
1: interesting, like uh, not not specifically related to medical history, but drawing on Vesalius, who from last week, who seemed to be also sort of revolutionary and saying that everybody's wrong. Mm-hmm. it ends mm-hmm. up working a lot better for him. Right. And so there seems to be ways of saying, you know, right. you're all idiots and you're all wrong.
0: Well, and so, that yes. That is
1: persuasive, and there's a way of doing it where people will be like, you know what, fuck you. We don't care what you say. So the author had a hypothesis
0: for this, mm-hmm. and if I were a, you know... Uh, professor, I'd be like, well, Anthony, what do you do? You know what the author's hypothesis for that was? <laughs> <laughs> well, and no, I you don't would because say, I didn't go get to shove that part it. Of the chapter. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, because he he thought about that, and no, and he sort of. I actually thought it was interesting that we. I think it was good that we chose some of us because I forgot mm-hmm. how much. They he even makes a reference back to mm-hmm. Yeah. because of this point that you're. You're making and he also makes the point that he made in the Vesalius chapter that Semmelweis was kind of like da Vinci. Mm. Da Vinci predated Vesalius by 30 years right. and it's been said by historians of da Vinci that he quote woke up too early. He like woke up before everybody else was doing all these mm. crazy things mm-hmm. but nobody else was awake to realize right. how crazy and amazing the things he was doing. So his stuff sort of just went away and then later years were able to look at it and appreciate it but like you know, His point was, yeah, he sort of woke up before there was a good theory for what he was trying to say. They didn't think of germs really yet. And, right. I mean, some people did, and you're right that there were examples of this, but we're talking about the European uh, establishment, which right. also there's well, this but, other... Well, but
1: they, they had... Because <laughs> they talk about smallpox, and they, so they, they had... Um, uh, Mm-hmm. Epidemic disease, yeah. That had Jenner, ideas of Jenner,
0: that. yeah. Jenner had already had his smallpox vaccine by like the end of the 18th
1: century, so but that yeah, was still uh, there, rel- there's a point that in here. Was- I, we'll come back to it because I actually have a question about it, but yeah.
0: Well, that and I was going to say that's relatively new, <clears throat> mm-hmm. first off. Uh, well, it's not new actually, but it's like it, even inoculation, uh, which is what mm-hmm. uh, essentially Jenner's thing of vaccine is called your uh, her, uh what do you call it? ferulation. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But you're <laughs> I don't know. you're I don't know you're inoculating way. yourself with smallpox antigens at a right. at a at a low degree to sort mm-hmm. of give your body uh the ability to make immune um right <clears throat> cells and and antibodies. Uh so the point is though that that wasn't like completely widespread and it wasn't necessarily there wasn't necessarily a theory. It was a it was it was a finding that Mm -hmm. had been signed like statistically established. And actually that was where some of the first clinical studies to be done were of smallpox inoculation in the like early 1700s in England. Um, And, uh, but anyway, the point is that yes, but there was no underlying theory that, which was to come in like 20 years or whatever it is with Pasteur and Mm. Coke Coke hadn't done his postulates yet, which are these four sort of things that you should do to establish that a disease is caused by uh, a certain organism or, Mm. you know, virus or something. Um, So
1: so Pasteur was dealing primarily with bacteria, right? Pasteur was dealing actually with yeast, Okay. Um, but, yeah,
0: but it's, it's, you can just think of it as a germ theory, yeah. I mean, he right. proved the germ theory, I think, with a yeast experiment. Sure. But, uh, yes, ex- extrapolated to all sort of microbes. I mean, it's,
1: it's my understanding that viruses, as an idea, are a little bit more <clears throat> complicated. Viruses
0: are complicated, uh, yes, yes, sorry. I, it, I just meant more coke. Like, we're just talking about microscopic things. Of course, we understand okay. viruses are not living in the... In the sort of same sense as a viruses yeast and electrons
1: (laughs) right and and other little things right right
0: but anyway uh uh but I don't know if that answers your point though I think I I agree with that the Newlands hypothesis of of, you know Semmelweis basically woke too early Mm. and Mm. and the and yes there was I guess you're you're saying yes but wasn't
1: They're already ideas. Well, it it seems like it was already there. Also, the idea of waking too early is slightly funny to me Hmm. because you could say that if it if they weren't there saying it at that time and they woke up 50 years later, maybe nobody would have said it, or nobody would have said it like that, and it wouldn't have caught on. Well, it's it's the idea. Yeah, I agree
0: by saying that they woke too early. I mean, I understand it's it's sort of a it's 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 like a storytelling
1: thing to say. It's not. Whereas
0: if you were to just, I just look at it as like before any big distribution happens, Mm -hmm. you're going to have, like, small cropping. So, like, Da Vinci was the first sign that you had this big scientific revolution on the way. Right. Just like Semmelweis was this... Initial sign, right? So it was the John the Baptist to me. To
1: me, it's like saying that Jesus woke <laughs> yeah. up too early, right? No, it's John, him, the, but if he'd just come no. back 300 years later, everybody was no, 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 it no, like, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa, wait a no, minute, but he no, no, you missed it. it. It's he's John
0: the Baptist, it's is Semmelweis. Jesus see. is the is what you know, Lister, Pastor, Lister. Whatever. I hope or it's Lister, Vesalius, <laughs>
1: Listerine,
0: Listerine. Yeah, no, I think that's the idea, yeah. John the, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. What? Well, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I. I mean, it's just an idea, right? <laughs> it's just a, yeah. <laughs> it's, other than know. everything else that we're talking about, which are not just a, <clears throat> they're not. They are more. They're yeah intractable truths.
1: Intractable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, yeah. So I, I, I had a couple questions and points that I thought along the way, but actually sticking on the 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 point about um, sort of being w- waking up too early or bucking trends or philosophies or anything like that. There's actually uh, an, an an old Christian writing from the I think it's the first or, se- or early second century from mm-hmm. Justin Martyr, who is considered the first Christian apologist, and he's discussing what philosophy is. And it's interesting that the the problems that he's discussing, this would be you know like uh, you know. 120 or something like that is exactly the same. It just, it never changes all the way through. So it's just, it's a, it's a little, uh, a little blurb I have here. So Justin Martyr says, I will tell you what seems to me for philosophy is in fact the greatest possession and most honorable before God to whom it leads us and alone commends us. And these are truly holy men who have bestowed attention on philosophy. What philosophy is, however, and the reason why it has been sent down to men, have escaped the observation of most. For there would neither be Platonists, nor Stoics, no Perpetics, no Theoretics, nor Pythagoreans, if this knowledge were one. I wish to tell you why it has become many-headed. It has happened that those who first handled philosophy and who were therefore esteemed illustrious men were succeeded by those who made no investigations concerning truth, but only admired the preservance and self-discipline of the former, as well as the novelty of the doctrines, and each thought that to be true which he had learned from his teacher. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I like that. It's wild, this idea that... People are more interested in preserving the, the authority of the, the lineage of their philosophy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a Pythagorean, I subscribe mm-hmm. to this, because Pythagoras did, and my teacher right. studied from Pythagoras, and I right. studied from the person who studied it. and so, like, the, they're right. just taking truth as being under that label, rather than seeking it themselves.
0: Right. No, I mean, you're absolutely right, and <clears throat> because we're on that topic, there was also something I wanted to read from this. Which is actually basically making that same point. So it's interesting that you thought of the same. Well, it's not interesting. It makes perfect sense because that's what the underlying theme of this is that <laughs> you had you had authority figures that were sort of ossified authority figures. I don't know. You right. What you call them. Um, but yeah, so I thought this is interesting because Bill Roth wrote about this. Bill Roth was a famous surgeon, like thirty years later, mm. and uh, he's another guy who, if you study medicine, you'll see his name. Um, but uh, he wrote about this era and he said, A generation that had been reared in an intellectual straitjacket with dark spectacles before their eyes and cotton wool in their ears, the young people turned somersaults in the grass, and the old men whose bodies had been hindered in their natural development by the lifelong burden of state supervision (laughs) felt their world tumbling about their ears and believed that the end of the things was at hand. So I guess it's this point also thinking like, it's always this point of you have this old guard that mm-hmm. thinks that this new guard's coming in and is going to sort of ruin everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different than what you were saying, but it was making me think about right. that as the similar... You I guess you have these two forces. You have the, soft, the... I guess you're making the sophist point that you have these sophists that get mm-hmm. in power that just are worried about lineage. But you also have this point of that there is sort of a general ossification of the vanguard or the older Mm -hmm. generation that's going to be resistant to change understandably because like when we are all younger we make a lot of mistakes so most of our new ideas are wrong it's
1: an inherent (laughs) problem in philosophy and i don't remember who pointed this out uh one of the like idw bunch in the that that bunch of podcasts Mm -hmm. but the 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 idea that the problem with professors or philosophers or people who deal in intellectual matters is they haven't made anything so Mm -hmm. if you prove them wrong that's everything they've lost everything that they've built right if you build a railroad right and then somebody proves you wrong about something fine you still have a railroad yeah well but
0: but in this case it's like it's I guess that's not exactly true in this case, mm. because it's like they're still academics, but they do have actually a lot of... I mean, this is, this is why Semmelweis... If you get back to Semmelweis's sure. sort of decay, which... Or deterioration is a better word. Mm-hmm. Uh, he deteriorated as he got older into sort of madness. And I think it was... You know, they, they make the, uh, I guess you could say, retrospective um, diagnosis that he maybe had, like, early-onset dementia or Mm. Alzheimer's um, because at the time, it you know, it was just thought that he just had a psychotic break. I was almost thinking... I mean, that could very well be true. I was Mm. almost thinking, though, he's also, like... I mean, he may have had some underlying mental um, sort of psychosis or Mm -hmm. personality disorder, but then it was maybe, like... Uh, exacerbated by all of the public attention that he was sort of he was doing a very public thing so it's just making me think about now because we think about this a lot with social media now about how like bad it is for your health (laughs) and how it Mm. can have these physical ramifications that we didn't really appreciate of Mm -hmm. just like the psychotic distress that can be caused by like a lot of negative feedback from people online he was essentially getting that in a low five version but at you know, nobody he had never really probably experienced such public, uh, right. disaffection. I mean, and he was he was sparring with the biggest names in his field mm-hmm. by the end of his life, and so it's just interesting to think that maybe that contributed to also his. I mean, it obviously contributed to it, whether it was the underlying cause, probably not, but right. you know, it's just interesting to speculate, right?
1: But I feel like the there, there, what I was talking about <laughs> is the the problem of the the old guard being hesitant to move because i feel like the problem right. in this case is if you if you make the charge to a bunch of old doctors that you are willfully killing people they're not going to be very oh that's right I'm they're sorry. not going to be very that's- um ha- happy to accept yes.
0: that which is exactly
1: what and they probably <laughs> i mean yeah. even even in in terms of natural self-preservation it sort of makes sense that they would never want to accept exactly there's no way they could how could you live with yourself if you're if you are a doctor and you find that to be exactly
0: yeah no and that was actually a point that was made you're completely right and also it was said that the person that took over for Semmelweis because Semmelweis basically had a year in vienna Mm -hmm. where he was able to actually implement his method or maybe a year or two, but he and in in so doing, he decreased the mortality rate dramatically right, right. right as a proof of his concept. Mm-hmm. when he left, the mortality rate went back up, and so the guy that took over though, while he was sort of not overtly mm-hmm. for semmelweis's theory, he did enact a rule that said that you had to wash your hands- your hands could not smell basically mm. um of of corpse, as sure. they called it sure. yeah so. They were effectively doing it, but they weren't saying you have to do it. It's just you could, your hands couldn't smell like corpse.
1: It's also so weird to me from a modern perspective because I don't know where it comes from and whether that it's trained into me from sort of our social world where corpses are very gross to us. But the idea of touching a dead body and then like delivering a baby feels just intuitively like the wrong decision. Yeah. Like a, yeah. you need an intermediary step. You need to wash some <laughs> of that corn <corpse> off. <laughs> Even just water. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. just a wild idea to me that 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 that's
0: confusing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean uh well, I mean he died on that sort of same idea that you back in the day and still today, maybe it's just a reflection we do these kind of crazy things in society but then tell ourselves that they're normal, right? Mm-hmm. Because of some rationalization. And it's like he basically died two weeks into his stay after he was interred in an asylum mm-hmm. because he was beaten, it's thought now. That was what they thought mm-hmm. actually caused his death because he was only 47 and dementia, you know, Alzheimer's isn't going to kill you uh, right. right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could have lived another many years, honestly. Sure. But anyway, so the point is though that it's like, we put i mean that was sort of the standard thing is and and it's just to think that two weeks after this famous doctor went somewhere he died and nobody like investigated this or anything like that so i guess what i'm just saying is that that also looks abnormal to me not Mm -hmm. as sort of naturally as as yours but also to your point though because i feel like i'm sort of i keep jumping all over the place with some things that you're saying that i agree with and like you're absolutely right that it was the, the old guard was not, uh, they were not wanting to, um, admit their fault. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and that was definitely a main reason that they would not sort of see Semmelweis's way because it would be admittance of this. Um, so it's a hard thing to admit.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like actually our, our modern system which I don't particularly like, where it removes a lot of liability from a lot of areas of medical and pharmaceutical industries. Mm-hmm. That removal of the liability, I feel like probably cuts both ways. Right. In that it's easier to pivot away from things that aren't working, but also it's easier to lean onto things that aren't working if they're making you money because you're yeah. not going to get in trouble.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the big... That's the age-old... I feel like issue, uh, mm-hmm. that we're always trying to fight. Cause yeah, it's like freedom yields, uh, innovation, but it mm-hmm. also yields, you know, risk. Um, right. and, 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 you know, regulation is, and, and, and it's also like freedom's gonna, you're going to get stuff done faster, but yeah. Right. You just, uh, need guardrails, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's, um, it, it is just interesting, and I think it, it's it's good to sort of reflect on this, especially now, because, yeah, you you see these same sort of things over and over again, and the dogmas are always changing, um, in everything, not just mm-hmm. medicine, not just science, but it's just it's always good to look at everything with trying to look at it with a, um, with a. Smart eye. Sorry, I'm just looking. <laughs> I'm so good at. I'm. So are good you at,
1: looking with that smart eye right now? <laughs> yeah. What a the smart hell? eye. Yeah. Don't give me that smart <laughs> eye,
0: boy. <laughs> I cannot. I have no smart eyes when I try to multitask. I
1: I've never a, heard that before. A smart eye. That's
0: when. My, that's my multitasking brain trying to. <laughs> You're like come with up. a smart eye. A smart <laughs> eye. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. Um, well, yeah. Oh, it was so. All of this was also making me think about Newton, uh, mm. because it was. Um, I don't know how much you know about Newton, but it's like he also was very sort of loathe—not loathe. Well, maybe loathe to publish. He he <laughs> he. Kind of had to be prodded to publish his right. stuff, and some Also, like it's just interesting that he also had this sort of feeling of not really wanting to publish and then it was also making me think about how what you were saying about how you almost have these two branches of people in really anything but you have the people that are sort of trying to learn the game and, right and exist in the game and the people who are trying to sort of get at whatever it is that the game is trying to accomplish i guess you right could say. right right um so it's like Ice was trying to actually learn right what was and in a sense, people. who
1: cares if he's writing it down? Yeah, like exactly. Everybody else needs it written down so they believe it because exactly. it, it makes it easier to believe if they read it. Exactly. Because he was just looking at
0: things with a sober right. eye, mm-hmm. as was a Newton. smart eye, in a way. And a smart, thank you. <laughs> right on. <laughs> That's quite a smart eye comment right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, and yeah, and Newton was kind of the same way, is that mm-hmm. it's just like, I think he was like, other people have obviously already thought about this and just haven't, you know, it's like, I'm not the first one that thought about gravity, you know, right. so why would I publish about it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, oh, hang on. I'm getting a call. Whoa. Yeah. Is that coming through to you?
1: Oh no! <laughs> okay. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, cool. Cool. Uh, so I actually I had a question for you. Um, oh, on The history of the idea of disease, because there's a mm. there's just a little half of a sentence here where it talks about changing the notion of disease from a static to an ongoing dynamic process. And. I it's so weird to me to imagine what it would mean for a disease to be static. Cuz it seems to me obviously a process that's happening over time. Like your organs are failing or you're getting sicker oh. or your lungs aren't or, or something or anything. Even the most rudimentary thing. You're coughing more every right. day. Your fever is higher.
0: That was in context to when they were discussing like how the development of pathology and thinking about like studying the progression of an yeah, organ. Yeah, yeah, so the
1: identifying organ derangement.
0: What page was that again?
1: Uh in mine it's 253. But uh Oh yeah. I don't know different. if we have the same page. Oh numbers. yeah, you, have, you know, yeah, we have different editions. Uh it's pretty early in the chapter. It's
0: yeah. Uh, like Yeah, well so more um,
1: pages into the chapter. Towards the bottom. Right. Organ derangement. John Hunter. Yeah. Well, so
0: right, cause we uh, so he was the guy we talked about mm-hmm. last time. Um right. Right. In his view, what are, what was the role of the sector not only to identify the organ derangement, but to see it as one evolutionary phase, one instant in an ongoing dynamic process of disease Diz- disease <laughs> disease. <laughs> like <laughs> <don't>, Sean Connor. <laughs> why did I say it like that? Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, which a disease process evolves to the point in which it's encountered. Um, yeah, so I think it might have to do with that terrain. I don't know actually, to be honest. When I when I think about, I just it, have a, so I find that interesting too. And I, I think he might be oversimplifying it because it's like yeah, it yeah maybe gets at this idea of like of course people understood that. Things progressed, but I think it might have been getting at more of this idea, again, that they're also getting, like, starting to look at the underlying, pa- like, micro the pathology as a, they were, oh, okay, this is what they were doing. Sorry, I'm all over the place, but I think it was like they were starting to realize maybe distinct the distinctness within the disease processes, because as mm. they were able to get the microscope, they could become more specific and noticing that sure. like, oh this that makes sense. isn't just i don't know though i'm you know but that's how i think about the big development that happened in the 19th century though at least it's like that's mm-hmm. the big thing that we got it was whereas it was a lot more lo-fi before mm-hmm. then and that it was like you you look at diseases as sort of like disequilibriums first off of the body so sure. sort of that terrain theory idea maybe that's what it is it's like right
1: um But I I actually see the the development of germ theory. And maybe Mm -hmm. this is wrong. Maybe I'm connecting dots that shouldn't be connected. Mm. But as a long-term development from older religious and superstitious theories of being possessed and the idea that you have invisible demons or souls or something in you that's causing your ailment Versus mm-hmm. the idea that you have invisible beings—I mean, bacteria or whatever, viruses—you mm-hmm. have these invisible living things inside you. So, I see and then and then we yeah. get to the spot where we, we you know they, they could be visible under certain circumstances.
0: But yeah, I could see a case being made for that. I th- I think you could sort of argue that everything that we do now in the modern world has some basis in
1: like our right. spiritual. But, or, either it has a basis in the spiritual, or the spiritual was the best way of describing what feels like the natural intuition, that there's something inside you that we can't see that's causing
0: a problem. Right.
1: Yes. Maybe. Yeah. The problem's coming from within mm -hmm. rather than from without, and we Mm -hmm. can't see what it is. Right.
0: We don't know the causative process, but we know that there's some sort of output that's associated yeah no i I agree and so yeah and i was just gonna say i do think he simplifies things and and you know because he and he talks about how it was understood that even you know for year uh millennia that like bad the idea of bad air and stuff like that and even actually benjamin franklin was sort of a big proponent of the idea that like you could uh respire and transmit disease mm-hmm. and sort of have bad air because i remember there's a story in one of his aut- uh biographies not autobiography mm-hmm. in one of his biographies by walter isaacson um it tells a story about him sleeping with john adams <laughs> it's kind of funny because oh, yeah. you're just thinking about the yeah it's like <laughs> the two founding fathers Dude, that's, that's pretty hot yeah, and they're like traveling before they go to Paris <laughs> together or something, and they have to oh, stay man. in and they have to stay in an inn. It's better and
1: better. Ah, oh. right. So it's is just these like
0: two a <laughs> two fifty-year-old <laughs> founding fathers, or I mean, he was probably like seventy at the time because Franklin. I forgot. Did they how much- actually
1: have another room and what and? I Franklin was like, oh, no, no, they don't have another room. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, who knows? I mean, it does make (laughs) you wonder how they couldn't find another room for the two, like, these two important people. (laughs) But anyway, they end up sleeping in the same room, in the same bed. And uh, John Adams is also, like, uh, sick, so he's coughing. And so, long story short, Benjamin Franklin's just like, we should open the window. John Adams didn't want to because he thought that that was actually bad, and franklin mm. and so it was just it was emphasizing i remember that because it was emphasizing that yeah back then and this was would have been end of the 18th century it still wasn't quite understood like even that you could transmit things respiratorily i mean yeah. some people understood it and this is the thing is like just now some people understand things but in the general sort of like who's the person teaching all most of the healers in the in the society it wasn't sort of the dogma i guess that's right. maybe the point that he's making um too uh, that like maybe they weren't looking at the evolution of diseases as much mm-hmm. until the 19th century um right. and that's how i look at it too is that's what i was going to say is like it's in the 19th century that you have the sort of sub delineation of all of these diseases. And a lot of these diseases that we have named now got named in the 19th century. Alzheimer's got named, okay, 1907, but you know, it's still like a hundred years ago. So it's the point is a lot of stuff got named back then. And um, which emphasizes this fact that you had this sort of paradigm shift in how we think about Mm. medicine. Yeah. But anyway, I'm so long-winded, sorry. Are you? Yeah, you don't think so? No. Oh, you could go keep going. I could wind (laughs) all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, but anyway, no, but, um, yeah, I thought you would like him though, because it's like, I don't know, did you like him? I mean, you know,
1: I did like him. I don't like the writer of this book.
0: Yes, the writers, I mean, he's a surgeon. Like, I have things (laughs) highlighted that it's like, this is silly, (laughs) like, he's being goofy in dumb ways. I think he's I you got to look at it as this is a guy who I think he was a Yale surgeon for many years and he wrote it in like the 80s so he he's probably like of a very uh yeah, I mean you could see how flowery yeah. he writes with. The, he's a I'm the pathological sure he, institute
1: yeah. at the University of Vienna. Yeah. Was like a concert hall of medicine. I know, I know. In which the artists of one branch of healing performed what might be yes. called an organ recital for yes. the artists of another. You could tell he's a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, dude.
0: I know. I, I agree. A lot. You really I agree completely. I, like, mean, I know, is...
1: I feel like I know he's being cheeky, but it's one of those things right. where it's like He's not funny. It's like the yeah. old guy at the conference that makes a joke that everyone. Right. Ha, ha, ha.
0: Well, and it makes the book harder to read than it needs to be because it's right.
1: like, like, what are you doing? yeah,
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I completely agree because um, he has a lot of good facts. Honestly, right. like it's like it's a very well-researched book is why I like it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree with all that, actually, 100 <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, he's very flowery uh, in his uh, in his writing. Um. So another another point that stuck out to me was, um, at, at, and I maybe it's another case of him being overly general, or maybe it's him reflecting Semmelweis and the idea of the time. But he talks about, um, to return to a very useful smallpox analogy, only smallpox can produce another case of smallpox. That makes sense?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That smallpox is caused by... Smallpox viruses, yes, or something right. like that, um, and that is what is meant by a contagion, which is distinguished from what Semmelweis is talking about. An abscess tooth or infected uh, uterine cancer cannot cause smallpox, but the pus from them can cause childbed fever.
0: Yeah, I also thought that that was a bad. Well, because it's the pus isn't necessarily yeah.
1: causing anything. It's the specific, like if there's staff. And you end up getting a staph infection that's mm-hmm. from that particular yes. pathogen right exactly
0: yeah and honestly a lot it's a good point a lot of this probably was staph
1: <laughs> right that's why well, it was just a guess <laughs> i don't know if it was. no
0: i mean who it it would have been a lot of things but i mean uh staph is just everywhere staph and e, right. e. coli you know right. those are just two bacteria oh, yeah. that you know staph is all over the outside of your body so anytime right. you're like cutting that's why you have the ability that you could like get a, a staph infection if mm. you know you have some i mean you have to anyway it's just get it, we're getting into other things but staph is all over your body right all over your skin i should say mm. and e coli is in your gut right and so you can imagine yeah if you're cutting into bodies and then also you're cutting in the gut i mean you're gonna have stuff everywhere and then oh, um, yeah. there's all sorts of other <laughs> stuff everywhere. <laughs> there's all sorts of other anaerobic bacteria too but i was just thinking yeah. of the first two yeah um came to mind. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I thought that was a poorly uh, yeah, it was uh, I don't know. I yeah, it was confusingly written and I felt like it wasn't a great
1: analogy. Um, well, cuz it starts off fine. It, like yeah. I'm with you about mm-hmm. the smallpox can only right. cause it smallpox. Right. It's like that. Makes sense. Right. Got it. Yeah. Then, right. Then it takes a weird turn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And there were a few times where I had to sort of reread it um because I was like what is he trying to say here? Um I don't know if I can find something quickly, but but, yeah, um, I thought also it's just, like, it gets back at this idea, though, of, um, yeah, I guess having courage <laughs> to, like, I mean, you know, he makes, he, the author makes an interesting point about how, uh, well, I guess I already made this point. I mean, he was going up against, like, the biggest names right. of the day. So mm-hmm. it's tough to do that. I mean, if you imagine... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as we're seeing now for obvious reasons. Yeah, anyway. I mean, with
1: tons of things. Yes, yeah. So so what if if we zoom out on that, how do, how do you feel about that, about the courage of your convictions? Because um, yeah. the, the bass player in one of my groups, Sap and Claw Elixir, uh, has a very strong belief that if you think something is right, it's wrong for you not to do that no matter what that is. So he, he has a... Uh, not a non-specific view on that. So if you think it's right to kill babies or something like that, then that's what you should be spending your time doing. That well, you I, sh- that you, whoever you are, should follow your conviction.
0: I guess I'm assuming you're, you're, you're uh, explaining it. That mean he means all that because I mean it just sounds like you, that can't be true because it's like what is I mean you should spend all your time doing that.
1: What no, 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 mean? but uh, <laughs> more like the, the, the idea of, of right and wrong isn't determinable yeah. by us. Mm-hmm. And so, be, so like different people have different ideas of what right and wrong are and what yeah. a good thing to do and a so, bad thing to do. And yeah. so his perspective is the best thing you can do as any person is to do what you think is right versus mm-hmm. the, the idea of there is a right and wrong and it's wrong to do this and it's right to do that. That's all dependent on your own conviction or something like that
0: yeah it's interesting because i i sort of agree and i sort of disagree right
1: <laughs> i don't know how do you well, feel Well, probably because sure. you and i probably have intuitions of things that feel obviously the wrong thing to do
0: um yeah yeah and so but if somebody
1: else has an intuition that that's the right thing to do yeah
0: but i'm also like i'm also not i have a social sense so it's like uh-huh you know on the on whatever topic it is I'm going to probably, uh, you know, assuming it's not anything horrendous, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to not want to, like, argue with the other person.
1: Right, about it. right. You know
0: what I mean? Is like I don't really care what the other person is assume, doing, assuming it's not sort of directly impacting me, I guess. Uh, am I a libertarian? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's a certain type of libertarian. There's right, another right.
1: type of libertarian um, that thinks that you should always... Speak uh, like objectivists and yeah. the whole Ayn Rand movement—that mm-hmm. it, it's actually uh, immoral and unconscionable not to speak a truth that you believe to be true in the face of somebody else speaking something. So like you're
0: it. saying he's an objectivist,
1: your friend? Then I, eh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he—I don't think he actually is. I mean, that sounds but, like
0: essentially what he, you just—but
1: said. actually, what—but what you just said is interesting. I agree with you. I—I I do what you do probably more often than not. Not argue with people mm-hmm. in the name of not getting into some stupid thing socially. Yeah. Well, it's um, also
0: because I. Uh, sorry, you're you're saying something.
1: No, no, sure. keep going. I'm interested <laughs> in your perspective on that.
0: Well, I I was just gonna say it's like I also assume that I'm wrong about a lot of things, but right. other people have more. I think. Uh, yeah, just self confidence uh-huh. in a way. It's weird because it's like I don't also feel like I lack self confidence, but I do question conclusions that I make, logical Uh conclusions. Mm -hmm. I make, I question logical conclusions to uh, maybe insane degree because I've Mm -hmm. been wrong so many times. Right. (laughs) So I have to sort of, it's just from a lifetime of realizing that if I just assume that I made a logical, like if I didn't check a logical statement, I I can't assume that it's right. Some people I feel like can make that and are more assured that they're correct. They can do that check more quickly and more, you know, these are smart people. I think you'd call them smart people. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but uh, but I've never been like that. And so that's why it's like I'm much more likely to not argue with somebody, especially mm-hmm. if I'm talking to the, with them and, and maybe try to hear out why they – believe in what they believe so that I can then sort of check it against mine. But of course, if I check it against mine and then feel very strongly about it, I mean, it's just all going to depend. But no, I don't take an absolute opinion like your friend where Mm -hmm. it's like, if I believe something, I need to... Well, act on it. What does that mean? I guess. And does that mean you? Uh, maybe I was interpreting that to that mean you that. Should act on it. You should and evangelize your and evangelize. Does that mean that you have no, to? No, evangelize? no, no, not, not, okay. not necessarily evangelize. Oh. So
1: there's like the, the people pleaser mentality that what you should do yeah. is go around not trying not to hurt other people's feelings or disturb their sort of sensibilities. Mm-hmm. And that can go to an extreme where basically you act, you don't act at all ever. Uh, or the, like the far objectivist viewpoint, that you, you absolutely should speak what you believe to be true and doubt in your own conviction is bad. Right. So like right. The, the thing that you were saying about doubting your own conclusions is really bad from an objectivist perspective. I have yeah. the same thing as you. I doubt my conclusions. Actually, I have a, a, a positive belief that anything that I believe to be true is most likely wrong.
0: Hmm.
1: Really? That Interesting. Given the, the possibilities <laughs> of the universe, what? any conclusion I have is probably wrong. Yeah. If I'm putting bets on it, I'm probably not correct. Interesting.
0: I don't think I've ever thought about that. It's just an interesting thing to think about. I'm probably wrong <laughs> like what is what does it mean to be wrong? I mean this is that this is what I don't know. I guess this is a philosophy <laughs> question, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's Well, all a bit, was
1: was in, seemingly right
0: right, and that's I guess the point though is it's it's all contextual and it's like uh well there's
1: this, di- there's also different kinds of right too because. You well, can, that's what, we can be you confused th- about sort of the specifics of what a virus is or what it's doing, but then there can be the empirical thing about if you wash your hands, you have better results. Right. And so even if you can't specifically trace every mm-hmm. step of the way as to why you have better results, right. you can at least say it's working.
0: Which gets to your thing that you were saying about spirituality, how a lot of these probably came from, you know, we, we didn't necessarily understand why something was working, but it then became tradition we mm-hmm. kept doing something, but then you repeat stuff and you add things to every right. repetitive process because that's just what we do. I mean, especially- There's the
1: other problem of, you can think something's working if it's not. And I, um, I see this, I actually see this in yeah. the medical industry, uh, uh, but I see it in the religious community even more, like the belief in the power of prayer well, it's or the something placebo like that. And effect. I'm not saying prayer, it does or doesn't work no
0: it does there's no way
1: of determining whether it is or isn't working
0: well it's the placebo effect it's which is the power of the mind essentially Mm -hmm. which is that variable that is tough it because it's this it's this connection and i i say this as honestly probably a materialist so when i Mm -hmm. say like prayers have uh enough like a mental effect that's what i mean it's like any repetitive thing that you repeat in your mind could potentially have a physiologic effect because the mind is connected to the body and and so it's this i it's this idea that i completely agree with the concept that you can program yourself you know mm-hmm. what i mean because if we do that every time we practice guitar we're programming ourselves through repetitive action we're memorizing things right. through repetitive action when we are trying to write them out and everything mm-hmm. like that so we know that we can i guess we can't yeah yeah exactly so that's why i feel like prayer, especially repetitive prayer, can actually have a physiological Mm -hmm. effect. Not necessarily the one that you think that it's going to have, but it can have one, I guess is all I would say. But anyway, I don't know why I got on that tirade.
1: Well, I I guess the whole thing is interesting to me because we're talking about two people who are really pushing their conviction for what they think is correct Mm -hmm. and right. With Semmelweis, there's there's even more of sort of a moral uh, push behind it, right? Because he's talking about life-saving right. uh, acts or you know steps that you could add that'll help to save lives and things right. like that. Um, but that that's an interesting topic in and of itself about where that morality comes from, because like what you're saying, you through repetitive behavior you can. Uh, Sort of train ideas and things like that. But then there's the other side, and we, I, I could be spicy and use a term like um, safe and effective. You could say it every day, all the time. You could say it. What are you new. getting at? You could say it anywhere. <laughs> but so, like, as a mantra, it doesn't make it true, and it doesn't mean it is or isn't true, but um, you can actually. Uh, uh, or you can attempt to affect the outcomes of situations by uh, repetitive behaviors like that. So if you're doing that and you are doing something that is knowingly untrue in the name of pushing for a larger, uh, greater good or something like that, this is where things start to get tricky. Because Semmelweis, I, I feel like, is taking the opposite approach. He's saying something that he thinks is true and he's giving no quarter. He's saying, no, you're wrong and you're killing people. Not like, I understand, but let's try it. There's nothing. It's like, you're wrong and you're killing people. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I
0: didn't, okay. So I didn't know if you had a conclusion.
1: Uh, so. There's uh, no, con- actually, I have no conclusion. Well, it's so- like, this is the, the weirdness of, mm-hmm. um ideas and when to put them forward and how to put them forward. So I'm relating it back to the, 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 the Justin Martyr thing about philosophy hmm. and the idea of the, the pursuit of truth versus the, the holding up of uh, authoritative systems or something like that. Hmm. Right. And, and where, where, the, where the, the, the moral imperative is. Should we be pursuing truth in and of itself, no matter what? Or should we be trying to hold up these structures that are socially important in certain right. ways? Well,
0: and I was I was gonna try to make a point about the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. That was the thing I kept forgetting. Cause I mean, cause it's the placebo effects not necessarily about repetition, it's also about belief. So mm-hmm. it's just this belief that something's gonna work. So yeah, I mean the safe and effective point that you made maybe though by saying that it's like you can right hack into something in your body where your nervous system is then upregulating some immunologic energy <laughs> like signal yeah. i mean i cool. mean I, well so this is essentially what i mean it's kind of crazy to go into it from here but it's not unprecedented to think that there's a connection between the nervous system mm-hmm. which is the brain and the immune system right and this is this is been shown through vagal stimulation Mm -hmm. uh which is the vagus nerve is one of the biggest uh cranial nerves it's cranial nerve 10 and it does most of your parasympathetic control for your peripheral nervous system Mm -hmm. has origins in the brainstem and and but the point is that it has been found to basically uh when you um activate it uh cholinergic activation, which is the main sort of receptor that, stim- that uh, the vagus nerve is going to signal through. Uh, there are immune, uh, I guess we would call them molecules that, mm-hmm. are, that can sort of stimulate these cholinergic receptors and thus mm. cause sort of um, vagal stimulation. And also there's been found, I think doing vagal stimulation can dampen certain things. But again, I'm getting out of my realm here. Um, but the point is, it's it's not completely foo foo. People ha- are looking at this. Is all right, I'm trying right. to say.
1: Yeah, um, I mean the placebo thing's crazy. I, it, it is. Is it true? I think I've I've heard that even if people know it's a placebo, it's still. But it has a high. De- uh, the placebos still work very well, even when it's known that they're placebos. Uh,
0: I don't know that data specifically, but I would believe that because it, it's yeah. There's this weird thing. I mean, it can be like. I mean, and we have to we have to correct for this every clinical mm-hmm. trial that we do, we have to have a, a you know, this is we you know, you have to basically trick people and make them think <laughs> that they're getting the treatment so right. that they so that, you know, mm-hmm. they'll sort of uh, any effect will sort of take the placebo effect into account. Right. Because, you know, everybody's going to think that they're getting the treatment, essentially, mm-hmm. which is why right. where the idea of blinding the study comes from. Um, so that, uh, yeah, but anyway. Uh, so, um, so yeah. Uh, so to your overall question about conviction, um, I, you know, I don't have a good answer either. Okay. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> but I have a philosophical answer. It's a funny answer, answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but because it's, it's, I think, no, I mean, well, I think it comes... I could give you one thing. My mm-hmm. conviction, I'll tell you how my convictions uh, mm-hmm. weighted. It's weighted by evidence and, and lot, mm-hmm. you know, as much as it can be. And I think that's sort of the, the driving point in this book and sort of in the last episode and this one and what Semmelweis did and what Vesalius did is that they accumulated evidence for mm-hmm. their idea. And like you're saying, yes, Semmelweis was very staunch, but he did run the experiment even right. though he didn't publish it, he did run the experiment. Right. So he mm-hmm. had this confidence. He had evidence. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't delusional. It was, right. he, so that's what, I mean, so yeah, actually, I think that would be my answer. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. where the conviction should come is you should, and that's just because I'm a scientist, Is of course I'm going to think that way, is you should.
1: Mr. Be, scientist. Well, yeah,
0: and you should be most, you should be most, uh, Staunch about the thing that has the most evidence. <laughs> sure,
1: sure, sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I have a, I have a, 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 a cheap point mm. at, at the end of this is I, I hate the term evidence-based.
2: Mm. Yeah. Whenever somebody yeah.
1: says evidence-based, I immediately am suspicious of them. Yeah, we we get into these bad habit of data-driven. Yeah, data-driven oh, buzzwords yeah. that. Uh, it's like, yeah. I think that it's probably not evidence-based then. Yeah. It's like, who are you fooling? Yeah.
0: Well, it's just there's only so many ways to describe things generally. And then, uh, I mean, that's the problem. because It's, to- it's
1: kind of like a, there's an old Eugene Merman joke about uh, going by a, a Burger King, and it says mm-hmm. 100% real chicken tenders. And he's like, I never would have assumed that they weren't yeah, real. Right. But now that you said,
0: now that you said it's evidence-based. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, there's also this talk about how like, you got to get good at communicating what you do to the lay audience, you know, which is understandable. It makes sense. But right. there's a lot of people sort of just trying to give you the perspective coming from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um is they, that's harped on a lot, and I think in doing that though, you can fall into this like elevator pitch, and mm-hmm. whenever you try to whenever you try to come up with an elevator pitch that somebody's going to understand that doesn't have a lot of background, you're gonna fall into these like just open-ended, and uh, and broad uh, descriptions like evidence-based right. um, and uh, quantum. I mean, quantum is everywhere now. Oh, like quantum computing? Just you add quantum to something, and it becomes (laughs) like 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 like,
1: quantum evidence-based.
0: Yeah, or like whatever. It's just like I'm just giving you another example of like evidence. I would say is sort of the keyword in that. You know, that's and so I'm just saying like another sort of example is like or like because you also hear follow the science, right? You hear that too.
1: Or the science is settled. That's my. The science is settled. Yes, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) let's not talk about
0: it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Science is settling down for bed. Uh, ah. Yeah. All right. So, what should we do? What should we do? Uh, is that what
0: cool. your kid's name is? The science. <laughs> the science. And I follow. I follow the science all the time. Like, Get That's back holy. here, science. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I hope your kid's not already walk. Sorry, I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> the
1: kid. The child. Well, no, no, it, it's all right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, since since I have a a, a small child, the the five million listeners will be kind enough to to donate lots of money to this podcast. Yeah, as they should. To the many... I mean, because look at this. We're in dark rooms. Imagine if we had, like, nice production. I know. And we don't even have a video yet, but, like, you know...
0: Yeah.
1: Sign up on Patreon, which isn't set up yet, but when it is, you know... When it is. Oh, I was going to say, do we want to do, like, guests? Sure. Yeah,
0: might as
1: well. Maybe, like, every now and then. Maybe not every episode. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we should do that episode
1: uh do you want to do one more one more out of this one more in medical and then yeah kind of yeah, pivot?
0: yeah 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 i'm down um
1: and um, we could do this book or if there's a different book you had in mind oh i got
0: tons of things that we could talk about but i feel like we should do something that you want to do next because we right. want i wanted
1: to do this so <laughs> <laughs> i'll get really like fair. into <laughs> like uh I don't know, like Babbitt or something like that, something crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about Babbitt. I hey, completely hey, forgot I have, about Babbitt. Right here.
0: F- no, it's I love fine. it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I, I shouldn't have said, oh, God, and, and disparaging. <laughs> no, it's okay. It, I didn't mean it in disparaging. <laughs> I, I just, honestly, it. I forgot about Babbitt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a name I hadn't heard in a long time. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. So there's Lister. I mean, we read through this last time. The mm-hmm. people, I think, are interesting are Lister, Halstead. Um, uh, what about the anesthesia one? So we talked about that last time, that okay. it is an interesting story, but it's sort of, it is one of the more, that's probably the most told story out of this book. I
1: see, okay.
0: Um, it's been so if done. we want to be, yeah, yeah. NPR did a, uh, I think it was Radiolab did a, a uh-huh. I don't know if it's fame, I mean, it's Radiolab, so it's sort of famous. It was an okay. early one too. It was good. Nice. Yeah, I mean, we uh, could if you go if back you to the really beginning, to.
1: Hippocrates.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, or gal- Galen's interesting. We didn't
1: talk about sure. Gallen. I mean, we probably shouldn't. I don't started- know what Pergamon is. So, oh yeah,
0: I forgot about. Oh, he was like an intermediate guy. I forgot about him. Sorry, I shouldn't say intermediate. <laughs> <laughs> he was like. We just man. forgot about him. <laughs> Ambrose Pare was another interesting guy, though, okay. uh, just because he it was uh, just. But I think Gallen would be more interesting. All right, let's him. do it. Yeah, yeah. And I already sort of disparaged his drawings in the first episode. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So we can do a little more of that.
0: Um. Oh, I see what you're saying, Pergamum. Oh, I thought. Sorry, there was another guy, Pericles. I I oh. heard that as Pericles. You're not that into
1: Pericles. I see. I'm not
0: that into Pericles. Pericles, <laughs> okay. I think, was over overrated. <laughs> That's, and sort of uh, got the whole industry of chemistry off, you know. He's kind of like the Galen of chemistry, actually, come
1: to Uh think of it. Is it Galen or Galen? It might have been Galen. I don't
0: know. No, I think you might be right. I feel like I hear people say Galen. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If I I read it, G-A-L-E-N, I'd assume Galen.
0: You assume Galen? I assume Galen, I don't know why. Nice. It's that Chicago accent.
1: Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> I think actually that is, yeah. It's Chicago. Gallon. Man.
0: I, gallon. <laughs> I have a friend
1: of mine in Austin who is a drummer, and he's from mm-hmm. Waukesha, and he's got such a great, like, eastern Wisconsin accent. Wow, I man. love the Waukesha, Milwaukee yeah. accent. Yeah, it's fucking Milwaukee.
0: Funny. Did you, did you notice it until you left? Because I didn't really appreciate it until I left.
1: Uh, not that much. Every now and then, if I hit like, the Madison Public Library, that kind mm-hmm. of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the, yeah. Just the word Madison, Madison, yeah. Milwaukee. B- both. That was the big
0: thing I realized that I brought both? from the Midwest. Both. We add an L in both. both.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know why we do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never thought about that. That's true. Yeah,
0: both. We add an oh. L for
1: some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to do Galen. Galen. Oh, I didn't ask you how to, you never, we, yeah. How do you think this, do you know how to pronounce the, so it's was fever, <laughs>
1: All right? Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. Puerperol. Even though it's not. No, I, don't, like I that. had no idea. Yeah, I, I looked it up. I don't even I know. I think I read it as
1: perpetual, actually. Yeah. If I'm being honest, yeah. when I was reading over it, I think I read as perpetual, and right. I have a note like, what is that? Right.
0: So we're talking about that's what the fever was actually called that Semmelweis mm. was treating, pyoperal fever, nice. um, which is spelled like Puer Peril, P U E R, right? I, I, P- I honestly, I'm not P- even e- on it R- right now. A- I read it as
1: perpetual. That's what yeah. it was in my mind.
0: <laughs> because it's P-U-E-R. It's Yeah, but anyway. Where? So it's yeah. just, it, which is just inflammation of the female reproductive
1: tract. Obviously, yes. Yeah, and I was honestly trying to think. What is obstetric? What does that actually mean? What is the word obstetrics? I I mean, it's,
0: you're putting me on the spot. I should know this. I'm cutting this out. Well, maybe you do <laughs> Cutting this out. You make me look like an idiot. Well, you used my name. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, jeez. You're right. I got to cut jeez. it out now. <laughs> <laughs> cut this whole dang episode out. Yeah. <laughs> cut the whole episode <laughs> out. Okay. Um, obstetric? What does the word mean? Or yeah. where does it come from? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, I because- don't know. I, I actually no- don't know. I was trying to think where where peril or Mm pioperol comes from because I am thinking, in terms of female anatomy, I'm probably being stupid right now, but... Are you looking it up? Yeah. (laughs) What's the Latin? It probably means something in Latin.
1: Well, uh, obstetrics is the study of the field concentrated on pregnancy. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes sense, because, like... OBGYN Oh, OB's were you asking about
0: part. were you asking about what it focuses on or where know, the, what
1: it what it actually means? So okay, good. Yeah, cuz I
0: could have told you what it focuses on. I don't right, want people right.
1: to think I don't know uh, that. <laughs> 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 uh, from obstetric It's not a very old word. Oh, yeah. 1819. Hey. Oh, wait a minute. Obstetric 1742. Still not that old. Of or pertaining to a midwife or midwifery it's from latin and obstetricus is a midwife okay so yeah it's not named after the body part or anything like that so that's funny so an obstetrician it like the word means that they're a midwife
0: well did you and were you i don't know if you saw that but i think most for it seems like it was more common for midwives to deliver even back then right yeah 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 um so yeah makes sense uh, yeah. And it All was. Right, well, I mean, they kept sort of talking about how it was sort of like. Well, yeah.
1: Anyway. So matter. how do you spell this? This one. Uh, this other one. I can look. P
0: u e r p. E r a l. Puerperal. Puerperil is how I read it, but it's nice. pyoperol is how you pronounce it.
1: Fever. Yeah. Etymology. This is great. This is, this is good radio right here.
0: It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> like, I think we've basically got probably up to seven million a,
1: a minute now. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Just trying to make noise, you know, like yeah. The space.
0: No, it's good. I should vamp, be talking. Bam, bam, quick. <laughs> yeah. Man, man, thank you, man. <laughs> okay, of or pertaining
1: to childbirth. About to give birth. Latin, puer paris, bringing forth children or bearing a child.
0: Mm. Okay. From
1: puer, which is a child, puer, uh. which is a child. We had puer something in music history. Puer natus. <laughs> Childbirth. Puer natus, right? Hey, man, you take this. That's, this is Because this, this is, 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 is <laughs> a Christmas mass. <laughs> this oh, it all goes back, this is crazy. <laughs> Puer so, Nazis Remember? <laughs> we started the episode the birth with Birth my- <laughs> of the Child Is. We
0: started the episode with my autism and we end with <laughs> yours. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Oh man. Uh, but uh, but I yeah, the names of all the songs that we had to learn. Ask me the dates. I'll tell you the dates. The names, <laughs>
1: please. <laughs> You're like that one was eleven fifty two. Yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we actually, we didn't talk about this at all, but I mean, we could do a whole episode about the 1848 revolution. I mean, yeah, everything going on in Vienna. I mean, it was like
1: so what I'm thinking, I like the at least the theme for now of instead of necessarily talking about um, an uh, an event like that. Talking about the history of a a right. discipline or something like that, mm-hmm. so like the history of music theory could be cool, or the right. history of well, I don't know if that one would be cool in particular <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah. I don't know the, the the history of some movement is kind of cool mm-hmm. maybe
0: yeah no no i I think so, yeah, I agree um yeah, maybe doing it you're saying with the context, not just talking about like the, well,
1: because like if we talk about you know like the history of the eighteen forty eight revolutions. I feel like there's going to be historians who are going to do that really well. And there's going to be like drunk history. That's going to do it in sort of a fun way. <laughs> a fun and way. we're like this terrible spot in the I know what middle. you mean. Like, yeah, we, we are. Yeah, life? it's a
0: good point. We are in this. Well, and generally we're in this kind of weird spot in the middle, right. you know, because it's true. It's like, we're not comedians and we're not like the experts. So what are we, what are we, what are
1: we <laughs> yeah, doing? We're just <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's a great question. Why would anybody listen to (laughs) us talk about this stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if somebody pitched it to me, I'd probably be like, uh, yeah, okay.
0: That's true. That's a good point. (laughs)
1: Um, yeah. At least Uh, you, at least you have expertise in medicine. So that makes sense. Well, so that's why I, I keep mean, going to music theory. But the, but the thought of us the talking expertise. about the history of music theory <laughs> sounds like really dry.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Well, and, and with respect to the 1848 revolution, I also see what you're saying.
1: But actually, an idea that I had was we could go through some of Thaddeus Russell's renegade history. Mm just because that's sort of like a, an interesting history and in the way he approaches it, because his whole theory of renegade history is that renegades, i.e. criminals and prostitutes and drug dealers and blah, 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 had just as much effect on cultural changes as generals mm. and presidents and kings and blah, blah, blah. Oh, so interesting. It's sort of a bottom-up look at history.
0: Oh, interesting. Oh, I like that. <clears throat>
1: hmm. So it's sort yeah. of fun.
0: Yeah, no, that is cool. Yeah, well, it's interesting because all this Semmelweis stuff was making me think about Carlyle too, who was writing basically at the same time mm. about all – and it was just making me think how he is the exact epitome of that old guard that <laughs> uh, Bill Roth was talking about. It was just like <laughs> this guy – because, I mean, uh, Carlisle historically is talking – like he's pro he's – ta- he's an apologist for slavery. Mm-hmm. He's an apologist – for the enslavement of the Irish people too. And just like, right. he, and he's a loyalist. That, that one's
1: wild. That, that's an interesting, that's a very spicy one. Yes. Uh, I've gotten into so many arguments with people where they're like, the Irish were never enslaved. And it's like. You've gotten into arguments with people about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's a whole, it's a whole, there's a, there's a, an idea out there that that's a myth created. That's like a, it's a myth created to downplay the slavery of Africans. Oh, well, yeah, I always
0: end up getting us into these holes. Well, it's not a hole. It's fine. <laughs> it's
1: just Nobody funny. knows who Mr. X is. Well, why would I have to bring up Carlisle? <laughs> I
0: actually, I don't know. Yeah, no. And all...
1: you, said that you said you're said you from Chicago. It's cra- yeah, there's zero again.
0: Dude. dude, it's ridiculous. It's not like there's that many people in Chicago. No, there's not. Um, no. Uh, well, no, I, and I bring him up because it's like, again, it just made me think when they were talking about... The people that Semmelweis was going up against, and mm-hmm. that was the whole point. Is it when I was reading this, I was thinking about all this other stuff going on at right. 1848. It's just interesting that it was the same time all this stuff that Semmelweis was doing, mm-hmm. and then he gets kicked out. It's just right. I mean, it was a wild time. It was in a wild European time. History, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. And then Vienna was like the New York of mm-hmm. Europe. I mean, maybe London was the New York of Europe, but I don't. know It was like. It was like the L.A. of Europe, whatever. It was – maybe it was like the – actually, yeah, it was kind of like the L.A. of Europe. Yeah, it was like – yeah, because you had Where's all the musicians. Where's the New Orleans of Europe? You had all the musicians, and, you know, it was like the yeah. center of culture and stuff like that. And right. And it was like all the rock stars, all the cool – like Paganini lived in Vienna, you know? Right. Yeah. That's
1: right. Breaking yeah. strings.
0: Breaking strings, doing crazy stuff. But Lord only knows everybody had STDs. Like everybody yeah. died of STDs is <laughs> <laughs> so either syphilis. Sexy. Yeah. It was either syphilis or <laughs> hell. Yeah. Yeah. This is basically just syphilis. I like tuberculosis, it. but then, you know, nice. it's not an STD. All but, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are we done? I guess we're done. I think so. I think yeah. we did it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'll try to push this out tomorrow. Um, okay. And, uh, and, yeah, so we'll do Galen, Gallon next okay. week.
1: I, if you want, we can take turns. I can edit it next week.
0: Oh, it's whatever. Um, okay. I mean, yeah. especially
1: without video, it doesn't take that long.
0: No, it doesn't take long at all. I was honestly wondering. I mean, it was almost making me think maybe I should just post a video. <laughs>
1: Why are we not but posting But then it videos? says our names. So, so if you're trying to hide our names because uh, it says it on the Zoom. So you just crop it out, right? Could I yeah, yeah, you could do out? that.
0: Or you could a, put, put, put our logo yeah, I, down there or something. Yeah, I could just do something like that. Okay, so you're not against the video being put on YouTube?
1: No, no, no I don't okay. think. No, no, that. no, no, no. I liked your idea of the Patreon thing. I think uh, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, when's that going to happen?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so, oh, so, so the Value for Value Network, we can get the podcast on there. What I is this network? Is there. that the Bet David's network?
0: Who's, what is this? Uh, so it's, it,
1: podcasting 2.0 is it, it's a whole uh, list of uh i can send you a link to it it's kind of neat mm-hmm. it's a list of um apps that work on a value for value system which exchanges satoshis and so uh, if you listen to i i listen to most of my podcasts through that and you get satoshis as you listen and you can route those to the podcaster if you like them, or you can donate Satoshis. So the energy that's used from your phone, uh, sort of essentially collects Satoshis. Oh, wow. You can route them. Oh, that's cool. Wow.
0: Yeah. Y- y- and so you, you listen- get
1: this little like economy. Yeah. I have like, you know, $6 and 50 cents, you know, 30,000 wow. Satoshis. <coughs> or something.
0: Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm all for that. I, had, I wasn't familiar. Um, yeah, and, like, I haven't made an Instagram or anything, but it's, like, I don't know what...
1: We might not need an Instagram. Yeah, it's, like, I don't... Yeah. At I don't least not if, now. I, let's just do it step by step, but...
0: Yeah, I don't think... I don't know if we need any social media, honestly. It's Maybe like not. If but we, can you
1: send me the RSS link, though, so I can put it on...
0: You can... You have the ability to find it. If Did I you would,
1: give me the login for... Yeah, you
0: have... Uh, yeah, I can resend that to you, but you have... Oh, okay. Have, if you You have to me, I'll all I'll the passwords, it. but okay. I can resend it, um... I don't know when I send it. If I, te- I think I texted it. Okay, yeah. yeah but I can fine. email it, um, and and yeah, you can just log on to Anchor and yes, and, it'll and the, be on so there. I can
1: get yeah. it on on. Uh, is it on Amazon? Have you done that yet? Uh, it's not on Amazon. Okay, so I'll do will do Amazon and Apple. Okay, and uh, and then podcasting two Okay, cool. Uh okay, sounds good. All right. Sweet, sweet. Um all right, next Wednesday, does that work? Same time? Yep, yeah, that works. Sweet. All right, cool. and I'll upload these. Sounds good. All right, talk to you later. See ya. Are we